Podiums, an audio exploration of climbing World Cups from previous years and previous eras. I'm your host, John Bergman. I'm glad you're here. Let's talk some comp climbing. everybody welcome to episode two of past podiums where we are working our way steadily through the 2013 bouldering season if you checked out episode one you know that the 2013 bouldering season kicked off in Chongqing China and the event we're going to talk about today took place just two weeks after that the finals were contested on April 6th 2013 in the town of Mio in the south of France. And I'll say the same thing that I said at the beginning of episode one here, which is that I'm only going to be talking about the men's and women's final round. I'm not going to dive too much into the semifinal results at all or the qualification results at all. So if you've never seen this event, I highly recommend that you go to YouTube and watch those rounds in full and then maybe come back here and consider this to be just a just hitting on the bullet points, kind of a compendium of sorts or maybe an abridged postscript type of thing to the action itself. Um, So with that being said, we'll we'll get right into it because there's a lot to talk about with this competition. The, The commentator or the presenter for this event is Daniel Finn. So right away at the beginning of the finals live stream, we see Daniel Finn. He's he's wearing a big black overcoat and he's standing really high above the the town of Mio. It looks frankly pretty, uh, pretty miserable. It, it looks cold and damp and foggy and there's little water droplets on the lens. Uh, but nonetheless, Daniel Finn gets us geographically situated, explains a little bit about Mio. He talks about how Mio is famous for the Mio, the Mio viaduct, which is happens to be the tallest bridge in the world. Actually, it's, I wrote it down here. It's 1,100. 25 feet or 343 meters, which is certainly pretty darn tall. Uh, and then Daniel Finn talks about how Mio is known for having a really old church that once possibly or supposedly held the crown of thorns for the Christianity narrative. And tying it back to the World Cup a little bit, Daniel Finn says, quote, all that remains to be seen is who will take home the golden crown and who will be left with the th- a thorn in their side, which is pretty clever, kind of cheeky, um, or maybe, I don't know, maybe sacrilegious, I suppose, depending on your predilections, but it's a, it's a fine little preamble and it's kept pretty short. And Daniel Finn does a nice job of making the, the town of Mio seem, seem like a pretty cool little travel destination. Uh, so then Daniel Finn goes through the results of the semis. He said that there were some surprises like Jakob Schubert not making it to finals and in the men's division and in the women's division, Mina Markovic doesn't make it into finals. And then that's all pre-recorded and it switches then to the kind of the live stream itself. And Daniel Finn is there in the venue in Mio and he's joined on commentary by Sheila McCarran. And, and Sheila McCarran used to be a fairly prominent presence on some of these IFSC broadcasts. And she also took some photos. She kind of seemed like she wore a lot of hats. I haven't seen her pop up in, in the more recent years of the world cups, but it's, so it was, it was fun to see her pop up here. It's good too, that she shows up 
early in the 2013 season here because I'm guessing she's probably someone that we might be seeing again later, if not this season, then maybe in the coming seasons that we talk about. But Daniel Finn's sitting there with Sheila McCarran. The lights are dark in the venue, and and we see the boulder walls just arrayed with a kaleidoscope of blue and white lights. It's actually a pretty cool presentation, and it's interesting to see how different the presentation is there in the venue in Mio compared to the presentation in Chongqing. There's way more production in this in this event compared to the one we talked about on the previous episode. Um, and so as this, as the lights are, uh, the kaleidoscope is being shown across the, the boulders, we get the men's and women's finalists presented. The women finalists, I'll name them off here, Alex Puccio of the USA, Shauna Coxie of Great Britain, Akio Noguchi of Japan, Julie Verm of Germany, and then two Austrians, Katharina Sarvine and Anna Stor. Those are your six women finalists. And also of note, right there, you'll notice that Alex Puccio, Shauna Coxie, Akio Noguchi, and Anna Stor are all repeat finalists from Chongqing two weeks ago. And even even somebody like Julie Verm, she she was not a finalist in Chongqing. She wasn't in the top six there, but she she was seventh actually. So she was right on the right on the edge there of being a finalist. So even though we're only two two World Cups into this 2013 season, we're already starting to see who the consistent names are likely to be in the women's division for the remainder of this season. Those are the women. In the the men's division, the finalists are Rustam Gelmanov and Dmitry Sherafutinov of Russia. And interestingly, of Dmitry Sherafutinov, Sheila McCarran says he's, quote, head and shoulders physically, but also in terms of performance ahead of everybody else. So, She's certainly presenting Dmitry Sherpoutinov as as the favorite for this for this men's division in this round. Um, Jorg Verhoeven of Netherland of the Netherlands is also a finalist. Guillaume Glermondé of France is a finalist, and Sheila McCarran aptly notes that he's definitely the crowd favorite. He's got the crowd behind him. This event being in France and whatnot, and then you have two Austrians, Lucas Enemasser and Killian Fischuber. Those are your six um, men's finalists. So the athletes are looking at the at the boulders, they're observing, and it, something that Sheila points out, Sheila McCarran points out on commentary here too, she said apparently Alex Puccio had a, a knee injury at some point, or a knee tweak, and she was icing it, but it's it seems to be fine now, and so Sheila says, and this is a quote, if she, meaning Alex Puccio, if she was in the same mindset as she was earlier on, I wouldn't bet against her at all, so... Sheila is certainly presenting Alex as the competitor to to win this women's division here. But then at the end, she kind of sneaks in this comment of, oh, well, it could be Shauna Coxie as well. So that was a, an interesting little thing to observe that Sheila is presenting Alex Puccio and Shauna Coxie as the two favorites for, for this round. So it'll be fun to see if that, if that plays out. Finally, an, an observation, as the athletes are looking at the boulders, the the boulders are four freestanding separate boulders, which is a, a very um, appealing little setup as opposed to maybe like a long wall that has four different boulders set on it. These are separate boulders. They're It's just cool. Um, so men's one, women's one, we begin the competition. Women's one is a run and jump and men's one is a it's there's no run but it does entail a big dyno to a pair of to a, a pair of holds 
and actually Lucas Enemasser comes out and he flashes men's one in like 10 seconds and it's all off screen. We haven't even really had a chance to look at the boulder itself by the time he, he tops it, but everyone else comes out and, and everyone except Rustam Gelmanov comes up, comes out and ends up topping it as well. Unfortunately for, for Rustam, his inability to top men's one kind of foretells what will be a pretty rough round for him and even Lucas Enemasser who like I said who flashes it the flash of this boulder is going to be his his high water mark for this round as we will see um he'll kind of struggle as well women's one the run and jump Anna Storr comes out she she tops it I think it takes her three attempts and and everyone except for Puccio eventually tops it as well Puccio has she struggles with the the run on the run and jump and Sheila McCarran notes that Alex Puccio kind of she doesn't take as long of a run she kind of starts a little close to the wall and that seems to present prevent her from getting enough momentum there on the mats to to pop up when she when she does hop onto the wall that you come away from men's one and women's one feeling like both the boulders were sort of one move wonders in the in the women's it's kind of like if you can do the run and get established on the onto the volumes and then pop up to that first move you'll probably cruise it and same thing for men's one the the opening dyno if you can stick that and go up to this the pair of holds there you'll probably you'll probably get to the top so it, it, that's something to note as as i was watching the rest of it are all the the remaining boulders going to be one move wonders as well we'll see that leads into men's two and women's two men's two is it's got this funky outward facing start so the competitors have to get some toe hooks in to to some volumes and and kind of pull up and then turn around so they can face the wall killian fishuber ends up being the only one who tops it the other men can't really get established once they work out of that outward facing start position they they either just are too exhausted or they can't really they can't really progress beyond that. So Killian is he's kind of pulling away here very early from 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 the rest of the pack. Women's two is a quartet of it's uh, four big spherical volumes with some crimpy jibs on them. Most of the women end up topping it. Katharina Sarvine has the heartbreak of the round. She her four minutes expires, but since we're in the four plus era, she's allowed to continue climbing until she falls. So she keeps going and she jumps to the top and she gets a, a hand on the top hold, but she just can't snag it. And the uh, the crowd, of course, is, is just uh, deflated by that. It's too bad. It was really good effort from her. And there was also something on Women's 2 where Sheila McCarran notes, Anastor tries this move where she kind of swings and her body kind of barn doors a little bit and then she accidentally lets go of a hold and she falls and she almost hits her ribs on a prism volume which would have been pretty nasty and Sheila points that out luckily it's not an issue beyond that no no other women end up having any problems with it and even Anna after that one attempt doesn't have any problems with it so we're at the midway point here of the competition a little bit of a score assessment Killian Fishuber like I said he's cruising in the lead for the men he's the only person to top the two boulders Rustam Gelmanov and Guillaume Glermonde have one top apiece and they've both made a little bit of progress on that second boulder and below them there's this traffic jam of men who flashed the first boulder but got totally shut down by the second Jorg Verhoeven, Lucas Enemasser, and Dmitry Sherfutnov. and in the women's division 
there's this early battle being established between Akinoguchi, Shonikaxi, and Anastor, all three of whom topped the first two boulders. So we'll see if that plays out, if that little trio continues to be battling in the remainder of the boulders. Men's three and women's three. Men's three is, <laughs> as Daniel Finn does, as I mentioned in the previous episode, he gives the grade of it. He says this one's rated 7B+. It's a pop-up to a trio of prism volumes, and it just totally shuts down the men's division. Nobody tops it. Most people struggle, even with the opening move. Killian Fishuber, who, like I said, was in the lead to this point, he doesn't even get the, the bonus hold or the zone hold. I, Rustam Gelmanov doesn't get the bonus or the zone hold either. Dmitry Sherputnov takes 11 attempts and, and finally gets the, the bonus hold or the zone hold, but it just, men's three changes the total complexion and the momentum of, of the men's division. Women's three is kind of the opposite. It's this big mantle press with a, a jumpy dynamic finish, and five of the six women ac- actually get up end up getting to the top. So um, there's there's a couple of interesting moments with it. One of them that I wrote down, there's this nice little time capsule. Any time, probably from like 2009 to 2015 or something. I don't know. You could you you could play a game where you count how many times on a broadcast they would say the phrase Puccio power or something to that effect. And on women's three, when Alex is going for the top hold, it's it's this jump onto a big squeeze. And Daniel Finn asks, is she going to pull a pooch? And she, Alex Puccio does. I, I, th- <laughs> I think he's asking, is, is she going to get to the top? And Alex does. And then Sheila affirms, she says, yeah, she pops a pooch. So uh, we are definitely in the era of Puccio being used as a descriptor for moves. And just kind of a little jocular exchange there. And, and Finn notes that Puccio has this namesake move of jumping for stuff and managing to stick it. Um, men's four and women's four to close out the round. Men's four isn't, it's this angular ascent up the edge of a of connected volumes. So they're, the men are kind of like working their way up this undercling, slanted up the wall. A lot of tension. Uh, Killian Fischuber tops it to secure the gold medal. He's, uh, he's the only other man to top this boulder is Rustam Gelmanov, but Rustam hadn't topped any previous boulders of the round, so that it didn't really impact the podium too much here when he topped it. Um, the, the commentators actually note, they say, we're not sure what's happened here. Uh, Rustam's our world ranked number one, and he's really, really struggled in this final. So kind of a surprise to see Rustam struggle so much. That'll be interesting to, to watch the rest of the season to see whether he kind of bounces back or whether his season ends up being sort of up and down. Women's four here. It's still that battle going on between Anastor, Akunaguchi, and Shauna Coxey, and it it kind of all comes down to this boulder, which is a steady progression up this up the angled wall. It's it's nothing too flashy, but it does manage to provide some good separation to close out the round. Akio can't quite stick the penultimate hold, and the crowd kind of they oh they gasp and stuff. It's a nice nice little climactic moment. Shauna can and does top it. It takes her three attempts, but Anastor is just, she ends up just being too good. She flashes it and in doing so wins the gold medal and, and creates some significant separation. So your podium for this event in Mio ends up being in the men, Killian Fischuber, gold medal. He has three tops. Silver medal, second place goes to Guillaume Glermondet, Gigi. 
He has uh, one top. He topped the first boulder. And the third place, the bronze medal, goes to Jorg Verhoeven of the Netherlands. The women's podium, Anna Storr of Austria. She wins it, wins the gold medal with four tops. Shauna Coxie of Great Britain also has four tops, but it took her more attempts, which is why she takes the silver. And third place goes to Akio Noguchi, who had three tops. There were two main highlights that stuck out for me of this round. First of all, just the unpredictability of this competition makes it a really enticing watch. Because, as I stated, at the beginning of the event, the commentators are talking about how it could end up being Alex Puccio battling Shauna Coxie. That does not end up being the case at all, of course. And also, Dmitry Sherfutnov was a favorite from earlier from the earlier rounds, and also he's got to be considered a favorite at this point in the season because he had won it at the Chongqing event, and he ends up in fifth place. So, um, so there's just a lot of overall. This is kind of an erratic final with some some unforeseen struggles, and in hindsight, that gives it some some character as as a historical piece. The last highlight I'll mention is that that's two in a row for Anna Storr. She won in Chongqing. She wins here again in Mio. So we will see in the next event if she manages to win. She's putting together a little a mini streak here for the 2013 season in the women's division. And we'll see if it continues. That's all from me. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time on Past Podiums. Real quick before we get out of here, thanks again for listening. Also, thanks to Audio Coffee for doing the music. And if you want to go back and watch the round that we just talked about, you can find it on the International Federation of Sport Climbing YouTube channel. See you next time.